It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Sprint Lane, our live show, our regular Tuesday show. Exciting times, great moment for us every week. Jess Watkins. Paul, great to be back after a massive weekend here at Club Menangle. Exhale. Have you yes. had a chance? Had Finally, a chance to exhale. Yes, it was a big Sunday at the sales, but yes, yesterday I finally got the chance to take it, take the carnival all in and what reflect back on the past three to five weeks and how incredible they have been. I reckon this bloke next to us, Freddie Hastings, might have had some lozenges in his pocket. Big night for you on Saturday night. Yeah, it's always a great night seeing the best strut their stuff, both, uh, you know, driver and uh, the equine champs. Um, look, I've had it pretty easy, to be honest, unlike Jess. I've had uh, a quiet month. I've just focused on the carnival um, simply, uh, you know, because of uh, the house move and everything. But I'm back to normal as from today. So, uh, yeah, the lozenges are packed away <laughs> for later. It's big. It was such a good night, though, that on Saturday night here, Jess. You, know, you, you guys as a club, I know you're part of the team. You should be so proud of, of the program that was delivered, all the trappings that go around it as well. It just it had, a, had an, a really classy touch to it. The racing product stood up. Race goers would have walked away with a great experience. You guys must be so happy with it. Yeah, I think we're very proud as a club for what was delivered here on Saturday night. It was fantastic to be on course with such a big crowd in attendance. The atmosphere was nothing short of electric and the racing on the track was just incredible. So very proud of everyone involved for making it all come together. And great as a race caller, Fred. I mean, you just had elite product mm. one after the other. Just but right from the start, you yeah. know, because you got you got the, the great drivers, you know, Cam Hart definitely uh, yeah, poised to become one of the, the all-time best, you know, for, for a man his age. He, he kicked the night off on a winning note. It wasn't long after that before we got into the first of the group ones and we saw one of the best in Chris Alford uh, get Aldebaran Zeus. I'm quite incredible when you, you stop and think Chris had one drive all night on Miracle Mile Night. That's something you don't always expect to see. It was a winning drive and a Group 1 drive. And then, as I said, we got into the Derby, then into the Miracle Mile, and the rest of the card was great, yeah. I'll tell you who else who only had one drive for the night, Kate Gath. Welcome back to the, the sprint lane, Kate. Yeah, great to be back. Oh, I tell you what, we, we're a bit of a good luck. We're claiming it anyway. We had you we'll on take the, it. We did this <laughs> wonderful little expose on, on the, the life and times of Kate Gath last week, and um, we're claiming you. We're saying... It, the, um, you couldn't have done it without us. <laughs> yep, that's, that's fine, guys. Whatever it takes, I don't mind at all. We won, so that's all that matters. So we're about, what have we had? We've got one, two, three. So we're about 72 hours or so since um, since you had the Miracle Mile. You, you won on your amazing horse, Catch a Wave, that you and Andy prepped um, to, to the minute. Did such a great job with. How have the last three days or so been for you? Oh, we're well, straight back to work. So flew back Sunday morning to bring the horses in and feed up Sunday afternoon and um, work yesterday, work today. So, uh, yeah, we've definitely been straight back into it. So, um, it's, look, it's been good. and But, yeah, you get brought back down to earth pretty quickly in this game. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a game of swinging doors, no doubt about it, Kate. Catch a wave. Came off the arm really well. 
was it always plan A to, to look for the lead? Were you keen to see what happened inside of you with Spirit of St. Louis? Um, as it panned out, you went real hard early, 25-5, but was that the intent from the get-go to, to get off the arm and, and look for the lead? It wasn't initially leading up to it. Um, Andy thought Spirit of St. Louis would want to hold the front, um, but I was a little bit keener to... I knew that Matt Dan um, would come out hard and I knew that it wouldn't be out across me. So at the last minute, Andy sort of thought, well, he said, as I was going out on the track, yeah, let him come out initially as hard as you want. And, you know, we can only hope that Matt Dan's, you know, also three wide and we're putting pressure on Spirit of St. Louis and, you know, it might be a fluke and hope of handing up. And But I never expected it to hand up. And I didn't want to use all my bullets early and then have nothing left later if, if we didn't find the front. But... It just all, all worked out perfectly in the end and, um, yeah, we, we made the right move. And, Kate, in the Friday edition of the Sprint Lane, we spoke about all the possibilities of what could happen if you did win the Group 1 Miracle Mile. In that final 100, what was coming through your head when you when you really shot clear then? Yeah, um, I look, honestly, once I found the fun and, and, and in the 25.5, I wasn't overly worried about the 25-5 provided I didn't get hammered the rest of the race and when that didn't happen I honestly thought it was his race to lose then so I was as confident as one can be without being I'm not an overly confident person because I don't like to get let down when things don't you know when you don't win or things don't go to plan but yeah I was probably as confident as you can be but obviously you know Spirit of St. Louis was on my back but at that stage I knew it had sort of you know I'd let it out and that it hadn't it wasn't pulling a lot of ground off me at that stage so I was pretty confident um at the hundred that the race was ours. Once you got a 29-2 second quarter Kate I think that was probably the money quarter for you because um you, you know you were able to really drop the anchor and and it forced Luke McCarthy's hand he came around the outside and parked um that gave Mac Dan 1-1 cover but that was a, a crucial element of the race where you did come out humming 25-5 but then you backed it off and got a nice 29-2 uh were you surprised that there wasn't as much pressure I was um I knew I was going pretty slow and then I was sort of thinking I don't want to go too slow here because I don't want to offer something to come and burn you know mm. you're happy for something to come around but you can sometimes go so slow that uh, something will come around and really quick and then you're forced to go a, a fairly quick quarter again but yeah I was really surprised that I basically got away with murder that second quarter and even once Luke got there he backed off again so the third quarter wasn't even fast either so it just played straight into my hands and you know basically you know I was sort of Catch a wave was pretty much delivered the race, and like I said, and then it was his race to lose after that. But like the first quarter was quick, like you said, Fred. But getting that keep mm-hmm. second quarter made all the difference. Kate, you told us on Friday that Andy was a real student of the sport and a student of Miracle Miles, and he'd gone back and he, and he had done the research, and and he would continue to do so. Research does show that the race pattern that you actually ended up winning the race with is kind of a playbook for how Miracle Miles have been been running one in recent times like so he, he got it spot yeah. on if, if it didn't actually if that was you know not how you intended it to be well it ended up being the spot on move yeah absolutely like I think I watched the last 10 and only one horse had come from back in the field which was Michael's Marshall when they went 146.9 or something and they got home in 27 you know 27 something or might have been 28 actually and it still only just got there so for mine, anything that drew, you know, six to eight just couldn't win unless, like, unless they went absolutely berserk, maybe, like, 
it makes it can you know obviously it can bring them into it then, but it's virtually impossible on any of the races I watch. Yeah, Kate, that, from those outside draws. Yeah, that stat that that has held up yet again. One yep. horse since they've run the miracle mile at this track, only one horse has won from gate six, uh, and that was Spankham. And then there's been only seven place getters uh, that have come from six, seven, or eight. So. One to five are dynamite, and, and that's how it's panned out. The other stat that's worth really focusing on for next year is, again, a Chariots of Fire winner has run top three in a Miracle Mile, and you became the second one since Have Faith in Me in 2016 to do that. So that's a real valid stat leading into, you know, I know we're 12 months off, but, again, that stat has held up again. Yeah, it has. And they don't lie. Like when there's so many years that you watch or when a stat, you know, has been over numerous years and it just consistently brings up the same results mm. you just know that it's probably going to bring those results again so it's really really interesting you know I was surprised when I watched them and you just can't get into the race like it's just impossible and even Catchaway's first run there in the lead up to the chariots when we went back from an outside draw he only just qualified and he ran terrific mm. but it's just it's just so hard to get into the race you know when the speed hasn't hasn't been on like and I'm talking on as in like one forty seven pace. But you just you just can't get into it. It's just impossible to make up that ground for what the ones up front can run home in. So it all worked out well for us. Kate, you talked about not using up the horses energy. I'm surprised you had energy left. You went and did a park run early in the morning. You know, Jess and I were shaking our head at you even after you left on Friday. To what your what your plan was to go out and do that on the on the day of one of the biggest races of your life. Uh, but it went all right, didn't it? Yeah, no, it did. You know, after I left you you guys, I went and ran about, I don't know how many laps of a cricket <laughs> oval because I, I had a run that day and uh, it was hot. But luckily a little shower of rain came mid- midway through so it cooled me off nicely. But yeah, I virtually, I didn't want hill so I just looked across the road from ridges and there's like this cricket oval there mm. and it was nice and mowed and prepared so it was pretty firm so that was good. It wasn't, the, the going wasn't too heavy. <laughs> so yeah, we did that and then, and then, um, yeah, and then Saturday morning, uh, yeah, we did the park run, but it was good, you know, it was something that was a whole lot of fun and uh, the people running it knew about the Miracle Mile and, uh, yeah, so they were, they were interested and, and yeah, happy to have me there and it was my first one, so something that I'm, I'm keen to do again if I hopefully, when I hopefully get back there. And Kate, we know obviously Catch a Wave, he's already got a spot in the Eureka here at Clubman Angle in September. Can we expect him to have any other targets in the meantime between now and then? Not really. Like he'll have a lead up run or two before the Eureka just because, you know, you want that Mm. race fitness on your side. But I'm not sure what that'll be. So you will see him before that, but it'll only be, you know, one, maybe two races at best, I would think. So he'll head to the paddock today. And um, and then we'll get him back in preparation for that race. But he's he's pulled up terrific. Like he's just eating eating everything. And <laughs> like he's been out last night and trying to find grass anywhere he can see it. We don't have much grass here, but because he got some at the angle, he knows what it is and he's pretty keen for it. So <laughs> he was le- he was leading me all over the place today. I was letting him do what he wanted to. I'm like, okay, where do you want to go next? Just looking for the, the bits of grass that he could eat. And like he's pulled up so well. So. He's going to the paddock still relatively fresh, which is a good thing. And we're looking forward to, you know, September. So one, one man's cake is another horse's grass, I think. Is it Once you get a taste of it, Kate, the, 
Might have to rein <laughs> that horse in going forward in the lead up to the. I reckon he's earned a break, guys. What He'll you? end up being fatter than me if you keep feeding him grass. <laughs> I think he's earned a break, and he's uh, he's certainly done pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he's, he's a millionaire. He's he's oh. a four year old. He's had twenty two starts. Yeah. He's a Grand Circuit winner, multiple Group Ones, and he's got a million dollars in the bank. Oh, what a horse! And I spoke to uh, Andy on Sunday, Kate, and I, I put it to him again as I did a couple of weeks ago. Is he now categorically the best horse that uh, you've trained? And 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 Andy said, I. I think it's hard to go hard to any, anything yeah. other than yes he is um yeah. and, and he's best it's fair to say the horse is be- we've got to remember this too the horse's best is ahead of him oh yeah stay sound and he, the best years are, are ahead of him yeah yeah, well, he's improved. yeah he's continued to improve even as we've seen his recent runs mm. now he just keeps improving and i think he's been in five group ones and won them all <laughs> So it's a pretty, you know, interest, yeah, pretty, pretty impressive stat for him to have on his CV. And when that, when they're your own, and you, you kind of downplay them a little bit. But if they were someone else's, you, you're a little bit more like, oh wow, that horse. But I find that when it's a, they your own horse, you just, I don't know what it is. But then you reflect later, and you're like, oh my goodness, what a horse. I mean, I still think, you know, he's amazing now. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I still think he's amazing. But I have to reflect on those things and those stats, and you know, his group ones, and and won them all, and. It's really impressive and what he's been able to do in the chariots and, and then obviously the Miracle Mile, like you don't fluke those races, do you? So nah. it's, it's been, he's been ultra impressive and I can only hope like that he does have a little bit of improvement in his skill because my goodness, that would be a fair bit on, even on, on what he's done so far. And Kate, how important was it to have uh, you know, members of the Matthews family here at the track on the night? Of course, well documented. Uh, Richard uh, passed away uh, last year, and of course, uh, Pauline continues to race his wife. But some of the the, the Matthews uh, children were here. I got to meet a couple of them uh, on on Saturday night. Really important for you and Andy to have them, uh, you know, present. Oh, absolutely. And when they said they were all going, there were thirteen of them. I think I was so excited for them not that you think you're going to just win the race then or anything but I was like oh it's good that they're coming up and Pauline always used to go to the races with Richard but she hasn't been able to do that since his past Mm -hmm. she said it was our thing together what we did and I don't think she'll ever step foot on a racetrack again so she always watches from home and actually his two wins um, prior to leaving for New South Wales no one was on track because the family would all stay at home with Pauline, you know, they're like, no, we all go or, or we all stay. So they'd stay at home with her and have a big night at home and the whole family would get together and, and you know, experience the moment together. So they were really keen for Pauline to obviously come up to Menangle, but she just doesn't want to do that. And that's mm. fine. You have to do what's best for you. So she stayed at home but had a couple of other family members. I think her brother and stuff popped around to keep her company and she was the one on the phone straight after to her daughter when um, on the footage that you see when Andy yes. walked up. So... We got to talk to her straight after, and she was so excited and over the moon. But, yeah, I guess the only thing that would have made it better would have been for Pauline to be able to be there as well. But, like I said, you have to do what you can cope with at the time. And, yeah, she's just going to watch from home. But it was great that all the other family could experience it. And they said, like, our country people, they're from a place called Port Ferry in Victoria, which is about four hours, five hours from Melbourne, mm. uh, and about um, 45 minutes, something like that, from Warrnambool. But... So they're really country people. Most of them hadn't even been to Sydney before and they were just blown away by the whole experience. They said, oh, my gosh, we've never seen so many cameras in our life in the <laughs> presentations after. They were like, what's going on here? This is, you know, crazy. And although they knew what a big race it was, they sort of, uh, yeah, they were like blown away sort of when they found out that the prestige and honour of such it. Like they've basically been in horses for four months. 
Like, yeah, I had nothing wow. to do with horses what before. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, and they've taken it over. Like, they've done exactly what he's asked, just taken it on with everything they've got and embraced it and they're having a ball. And But, it's, you know, it's not about the money or anything like that to them. It's just like, how lucky are we to experience this right now? And they know that they've been really lucky and it's not always like this. They own plenty of other horses as well that are just, you know, your run-of-the-mill horses at home that win the occasional race. So... They know how lucky they are and it was just great to have them there on the night and for them to get to experience, you know, winning a Miracle Mile. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Hey, what's the response been like back at home? Um, open open uh, top bus ticket tape parade, all that sort of stuff, <laughs> I, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was lucky enough to get upgraded to business. I might fly home someday. So I was wow. like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. I checked in and I was like, uh-huh, 1F, like my priority bag tag and then I looked at my ticket like business I was like oh amazing so I had a very very lucky re- I'm very grateful for last weekend and I was incredibly lucky so <laughs> that was wasn't the highlight that, that wasn't so, the highlight I hate just, just clarify <laughs> for us Kate so is this a, a, a chance no, upgrade or on the back of the race like Oh, no, what did someone say to me? Oh, they must have recognised your name. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know who I am? And who you I'm Kate Gann. <laughs> who you fly with? It, it might have been the fact that I've been up and back a fair bit there lately yeah, right. and I've, flown the, same, yeah, I've yeah. flown the same airline, you know, five times or something in a couple of weeks. So maybe they just thought, oh, we'll give her an upgrade because nice. I remember when I booked, I was like seat 21F and that was about as close as I, I could get. So, That's brilliant. Who would you fly yeah. with? Yeah. Actually, well, I flew with Rex Airlines. Well done, Rex Airlines. Time, they are on time every time. I, I've flown with them a bit um, yep. just since COVID just because their flights are like a bit more reasonable. And I was like, you know, they're fine. They're like Virgin, ex-Virgin planes and stuff. So this is like, they're really good. Well done, Rex and, Airlines. If they've upgraded know, you and we're giving them a wrap. And they, there's a big plug. <laughs> they get your been business. On time, been on time every time. Not yeah. like shit stuff, but sorry, get stuff. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm full of yeah, I'm full of praise for Rex. I'm going to keep definitely going to keep flying Good them stuff. when I can. So. Good stuff. Well, yeah. I hope they I hope they upgraded you on the back of the wind. Hey, um, one final question: How was the party afterwards? Was there a party? Oh, <laughs> not real. Oh, we just went to the after party there, and I think it was about three o'clock. So um, we were just yeah tired by the end of the night and. May have missed my Sunday long run and may have had to do it yesterday instead, <laughs> but that's okay. May have, may have. May. Okay, I, I, reckon- like, I wasn't. I just had a bit of a headache, you know, not tight, not hungover as in hung hungover, but just a bit tired and dehydrated and, yeah, yeah you know. Fatigue. So we'll just call it fatigue. That, that absolutely fatigue. And then I woke up <laughs> yesterday feeling fine, so I'm willing to go again. Good stuff. Well, Kate, we we are so um, happy for you. You're a real um, shining light there, um, not just for your performance on the track, but the way you carried yourself and everyone involved with the horse straight after the race. You were so warm and open to being able to talk to people like Jess and myself and Fred, you know, and, and give something back to the to the whole race experience on the on the national broadcast and everything and what you, you guys have contributed in the days afterwards. You're a real ornament to the sport. Congratulations. Really enjoy the moment. Um, you know, ride the wave of catch a wave, I guess, is, is the way yeah, to that's take it. it. Yeah. yeah, no, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. And you guys rock and Jess does such a good job on the social media side of things and yeah, I really like what you guys do and happy to be a part of it. So thank you. Good on you. Thanks, All right. Kate. Enjoy the break. You're welcome. Okay. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Gosh, what a what a fantastic, you know, so, like she just, it, 
if you look at the results, enthusiasm and amazing. That smile was so broad yeah, after yeah. the race the other night. You couldn't help but but be yeah. swept up in the moment as well. Yeah. Just how how happy we should have all been for it. it was yeah, it was just wonderful. And Kate and Andy are just both so welcoming to take you along with the ride. I think some of the gaff racing social content over the mm. past few weeks in the lead up to the chariots all the way through to the Miracle Mile has been incredible. And for anyone that hasn't followed along, I encourage you to go back and watch Andy's videos at Tarkata as he stopped over there at the Horse Hotel. <laughs> you will have a very good laugh. Well, believe it or not, there was actually some other racing on, on, on Saturday night and across the week. So we have a look at the Trotters Mile was a really interesting race, guys. So Chris Alford... Uh, ended up, it was a really, really quality drive, I, I think. You know, it had obviously the, the reigning Inner Dominion champion in Just Believe and, and Greg Sugars uh, in the race as well. The betting suggested that Just Believe was where everything, you know, w- where the, the sentiment was. Uh, but Aldebar and Zeus was brilliant. Absolutely outstanding, Fred. Yeah, look, I think everyone had an expectation given Just Believe's amazing run in the last probably four months or so uh, that he'd be very hard to beat, but he was parked out and uh, had to do it tough. Uh, you look at the the effort of um, uh, Alder Baron Zeus has had uh, Chris Alford, he, he's had 42 starts, Alford's driven him 40 times. And the only other two times Luke McCarthy jumped in the gig. But but Chris has an amazing affinity with this horse. And once he bounced out to the lead, you knew he'd take some catching. And, you know, there's something about C. Alford on a square gator, and in particular in front. I mean, he's good on anything, but, geez, he, he excels with the square gators and excels yeah. when he's in front. It was fantastic. I, I was out there. Obviously, Brittany Graham was in that race. Yes. And obviously, Britt had to... You know, she couldn't do her own post-race interview, so they, they dragged me into the coverage to do that race. Mm. That horse looked like it could go around again. Yeah. I was standing, walking along the track with Chris after the race. So, yeah, great result. Well done. Um, the, the Group 2 free-for-all was a great race. Bondi lockdown popped through a, a really sort of blanket finish, popped through and was too strong. I spoke to Luke McCarthy and we put it up on the social media yesterday. Uh, there was an element of what if from the Cobbity camp and Aaron Dunn and some of the connections of Bondi Lockdown, Jess, of what if, if it had, had it got that start in the Miracle Mile. Yeah, you definitely have to think on that run of what if, if he had have got a start in the Miracle Mile. But in the free-for-all, it was such a tactically smart drive from Luke where he came out, he was able to get the lead and then take cover on the back of BD Joe. And it was great to see Bondi Lockdown back in the winner's circle on a very big night and I know Aaron Dunn, it is his pride and joy Bondi lockdown. He was here on course and was able to enjoy the spoils. All big right. run, triple eight, flash yeah, time from huge, a minute it? back. It was yeah. a big run. Uh, he'll win a race soon. Put some value into the exotics too. Sure I did. Thought. Yep. Uh, gee, Ricky Alchin at this time of year normally just pops up with some good ones, doesn't he? And uh, with Soho Spectre in the Group 3 Sapling Stakes, just brain them. was way too good for it. Yeah, two for two, and Rick's a very astute horseman. Um, he he breaks a lot. Well, he he formerly was renowned as a breaker. I think uh, uh, Ricky is uh, Ricky Hunt is now doing a lot of the breaking side of things uh, with with Rick with Rick Alchin's team. I'll get it out eventually. But he's a very uh, very good horseman. Ricky has always got a couple of really good juveniles in his barn, Jess and. I think we've seen a couple, uh, Lux Saturna, for example, and, and, and this one, uh, Soho Spectre. That's exactly right there, Fred. And I just want to touch on that is a massive training performance to go from the pink bonnet the mm. week before with Lux mm. Saturna to then produce another two-year-old in Soho Spectre. Sapling, yeah. 
and take out the sapling stakes And that's as a well. good horse's race, the sapling stakes. It it's been yeah. won some by, by some amazing horses over the years that have gone on to much bigger uh, fish that they've fried. The horses like Palface Adios is one that immediately springs to mind, Jess. That's right. And I'm not too sure on the eligibility of these horses, but we saw last year during the Bathurst Gold Crown Carnival, Ricky dominated in those juvenile features last year, and I can't see if these two are paid up. Why they couldn't again this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's sort of the, the starting to be the conversation yes. now. Is looking ahead at Gold Crown. Um, hey, that that Grimson Heart combination was was at it again. Uh, they won the first with Better Zip It. Now, last week on the Spring Lane, listeners would have heard us talking. Amanda Rando and I did some a, a heap of chats with some of the breeders who were involved in the sales on the weekend. We spoke to Matt Day. Now, if, there was, if I could bet and was allowed to bet, Sicario was the omen bet coming out of that chat because we spoke to Matt Day, uh, which we put up on Saturday morning, and he was really, really singing the praises of Sicario was one that's come out of um, off his paddock. And it went on and, and won really well for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart there on Saturday night. Lebowski, now this is a good one for Brad Hewitt, Fred. He's, this is, uh, what, only beaten once in the five starts since he's come to Australia. I was um, sort of standing around with some people out there trackside and said, oh, Lebowski's in this. This is the one you want to be mm-hmm. keeping an eye on. And just one like a good thing as well. Good good horse. That's a part of the Jared Croker um, ownership group. And Blazing Banner won the last for Jackson Painting and David Kennedy. 150. Like It was flying. And, and there again, that's probably another horse with a – a bit of what if with regards with the lens of the derby on it. Yeah, blazing home. He he's uh, he's a very good horse, and and yeah, right. I think I think you could sense in the post race interview uh, that that uh, Jackson thought you know yeah one of those what ifs a near you know near miss. He's a very good horse, and as a uh, as a three year old. He's going to uh, win some races and uh, they're going to have some fun, Jess. The 150.5 mile rate is yeah. absolutely incredible for charts. a three-year-old. So definitely one And taking on those older horses. Exactly right. Well, speaking of the derby, uh, it was one by Better Be the Best. It, it really brought the house down. It was a great result. The crowd was right into it and there was uh, a family occasion, family flavour to it. Nathan Turnbull was the trainer and the driver. Nathan, welcome to the sprint lane, my friend. Thanks, guys. How are you? Mate, yeah, how has the last few days been after it was an epic result for you and your family? Yeah, it's uh, crazy. It's just a big blur, really. It's, we, like I said, we climbed, climbed a mountain, got to the top, and, um, yeah, straight back into it, come home, back to Reality Monday, and we're at the trials last night. We're off to tomorrow, tonight. But um, just absolutely amazing and such a thrill. Yeah, quite quite a thrill, and, and and again a great finish, Nathan. It was a good battle. Again, uh, you were able to turn the tables on naturally gifted. You were hard pegs. Uh, it was out uh, in the now towards the middle of the track. Were you confident you, you got the chockies? Well, believe it or not, I sort of what I did, and I just took a second, and I could hear you, Fred, say you turned the tables, and I just went, "Yeah, boy," and just started going. <laughs> yeah, back boy. Good on you. And Nathan, coming back into scale, we saw you take your helmet off. Yes. We also saw come out on social media later on after the race, there was a photo of your dad on Smooth Saturn doing the same celebration and a very similar celebration as well from your grandfather, AD. Had you always planned if you got that big, massive group one win that that was going to be your return to scale celebration? 
yeah, like obviously got called into the Stewart's room about it. They weren't that happy that I took it off. And I said, I've seen your grandfather do it and all the photos and dad done it. It's still on the side of his truck, um, the big picture of him and Sox doing it. And I said, I've always had him in mind. If I ever won one of the majors like I did, I, I'd do it as well. And um, yeah, we done it and they were nice enough to let, they just said, we're not going to rain on your parade, but don't make a habit of it. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was very special. Common sense prevails. Photos, yeah, some of the photos going around. Um, yeah, it's pretty special. So we didn't see we didn't see you pull that one out at the trials last night. Then obviously, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, quiet one, mate. Jet takes all me good drives at the trials, so I'm only on the mad ones that you can't steer at the trials. He takes all me good ones at the trials. Oh, mate, it was a beautiful moment when you were when you were walking back over to your family. Jet come running up to you. He, he, he jumped about as high as your shoulders, and you know there was a, a lovely embrace. So I think he. He thought he was probably still a toddler. He's growing up a bit, the big fella. Um, you, you caught him. Big, big man hug between you two. Obviously, Carly and the rest of the family all got involved as well. Um, that must be must make it extra special, really amplify the occasion for you. Because um, winning a race is one thing, but I, I think it just grows a leg when you can celebrate it with family and friends like you guys did. Yeah, 100%. It was a very special moment, Jets. Obviously left school and working out here and knows how much it means to us and the work we put into them behind the scenes to pull it off and one of the majors like that. And, um, yeah, the emotions just got the better of all of us there for it. Just the four of us were just standing there hugging on the track and we all sort of lost it a little bit. And, um, but as, like I said, as much as a thrill, it's a bit of a relief and just all the emotions rolled out, just all come out at once. And um, to share it with my wife and um, my two beautiful kids, it was an amazing thing. Uh, Nathan, he's had three runs this campaign. Uh, do you just give him a, a, a bit of a quiet time for the next couple of weeks or next week and then focus on um, the, the, the chalice? Or what, what are the plans with him? Yeah, well, that's... Um, it rolls around very shortly. Mm. It's only on, you know, in um, 13 days, how he yeah. is. So yeah. it's only two weeks away. So, yeah, he's just had a couple of easy days in the water walker. And he's actually jumping out of his skin. So that he'll jog tomorrow and, yeah, sort of start knuckling back down, ready to have him hip top for that. So, and then the plan is to, um, he'll go out for a good long spell after that. And, um, you know, of all the talk of the Eureka, and I've had plenty of phone calls, obviously, but mm. we're at this stage definitely looking to bypass that and um, not taking on the big boys sort of till we have to. I even had a good yonder dad who I always pick his brain and he said, oh, I'm not telling you what to do because obviously you're doing an amazing job. He said, but if you just stick in your own age group while you can, mm. you, you know, you're not having to find the absolute bottom of them and bust them and, if we can just do that this year, we've got we're still plenty of options there. There's we've got the Breeders Challenge and you know the Victoria Derby. We decide to go that route as well. So there's still plenty of for him without taking on the big boys this year. This guys, this um the the Bathurst Crown, Gold Crown Carnival last year, we saw Rip and Jewel Melody really emerge as the sort of the, and they were the local hopes and and it was just an amazing atmosphere. It feels like we've got a another poster boy of the West, you know, ready to go for the Gold Crown Carnival in, mm. in Nathan's Horse and better be the best. And that just really adds to that carnival experience, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And 
Nath, I just wanted to touch on the owner. There have better be the best in Chris Butterjeg. He told me on the weekend that him and his partner and family, they'd travelled up from Mount Gambier. So they'd driven seven hours on the Saturday to Wangaratta and then six hours to get here to Menangle on the Saturday night. That must have been pretty special to share with him as well. Yeah, no, nah, it's been a crazy ride. Um, I've said in some media things, he rang me out of the blue the night before the yearling sales, you know, two years back, and I was at the Gold Crown Ball, actually, and I had to ring him back Sunday morning to see if he was fair income because I'd had a few beers, and he said, yeah, no, go and have a look at him. And we um, snapped him up, and, yeah, the rest has just been a fairy tale. So it's been great, and he's very supportive, whatever I want to do, and uh, we, you know, we're on the same page with the Eureka and everything. So he's made it a lot easier, and... Um, yeah, he's actually become a great family friend, obviously. I've got to ask you this, Nathan. I mean, in the heat, he ran second, and there was a bit of an inquiry into the run home. Did you have to produce your Perry Mason skills in the room to, to convince the stewards that there was no uh, unfair, uh, you, know, or no, you know, nothing untoward, and that you didn't gain a, an advantage by hitting pegs and going inside? How, how hard? Because at the end of the day, your Derby campaign hinged on that inquiry, didn't it? Yeah, 100%. I... I was actually absolutely cracking myself to put it nicely and I walked into the stewards' room and the stewards all sort of had a wiry smile and said, just to put it, your mind at ease, everything's all right, we're just going to show you. And then from then on, it was just a relief, really. And, yeah, um, yeah from as much as I did sort of hit that one peg, at the time of doing it, see, it sort of, the gap sort of opened and I sort of showed better be the best the gap and he went to really rush it and I went, no, nah, like grabbed hold of him and said, you know, not yet, like it's not there yet and then that's when we actually brushed the peg. Yep. And, um, but at that time you can see me doing everything I can to pull him back and get him back out of there and then the gap fully opened and we, we got through. So, yeah, thank God for technology the way it is today because it actually helped me out on that one. But, um, yeah, it was definitely a massive, you know, sigh of relief when they said everything's sweet. Yeah, I, I noticed what happened there, what you just t- very, very well illustrated, but the outside horses all sort of got into second and third spots. You had to more or less hold him and then let him go once the gap really produced. I think that was the major catalyst for, for him keeping second without any shadow of a doubt because... He wasn't advantaged by that run or, or hitting that peg because he still had work to do in that last 75 metres to get past the horses on the extreme outside, didn't he? Yeah, 100%. They had already sort of made their runs and got past him and I definitely had to scoot back through and make up ground on him. And, um, yeah, that's what it came down to. I made no ground whatsoever when I did brush the peg and... Um, and I was restraining out of there, so that all all helped. Like I said, it was um, the camera angles definitely helped me out a lot. And um, yeah, like I said, luckily it breathed a sigh of relief. That's for sure when they said everything's sweet. Well, Nathan, we've spoken a fair bit on this show about what a journeyman you are. In some respects, you, you certainly put in so many um, k's in the car to get your horses to race meetings all around the state. Yeah, it's fantastic how much you contribute to our industry uh, day after day. It's not a weekly thing, guys. It's Day after day, Nathan's turning up. You, we see you rewarded with, you know, 100 winners. You racked up pretty early in the year last year and you're on track to do that again. But no one begrudges you the absolute pinnacle of, of this sport at, at that age group level like you've just achieved, mate, because we can see how much better be the best than you would like best mates together. 
you know, and, and that, I think that's just a, a wonderful thing for you to have um, achieved this together on the weekend. Yeah, no, he um, he really is part of the family, that's for sure. He, oh, he's probably the naughty boy of the family because <laughs> he is a bit of a rat bag. But like I said, I wouldn't have him any other way. He just got that pizzazz and... Um, like you said before, he's got that bit of a cult following now and our phone was running hot Saturday and Sunday, wishing us luck and then congratulating us. So it's just an amazing ride he's taken us on and, um, yeah, he really is a little legend. Good on you, Nath. Enjoy uh, enjoy the, the celebrations, mate. As I know that they, as you said, the racing program moves on pretty quickly, but enjoy the moment and good luck with the, the Bathurst Carnival coming up. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Cheers, Nath. Good on you. Hey, um, uh, it would be remiss of us, as good as better be the best, it would be remiss of us not to mention Naturally Gifted. Wayne Dimmick, yeah. yeah. What, a, what a moment for him and, and that horse. I know he's your, I know you love him, Jess, <laughs> Naturally Gifted. He, he yeah. loomed up and he really put it to better be the best and it just went through my mind, gee, this could be, this this horse might just cause a the boil over here. Tale, yeah. 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 We had him on the, the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast yesterday, Wayne, because he actually yeah. won the round. Yeah, oh, he won the round as oh, the okay. horse. Yeah, and um, yeah, he was very. Um, I guess he was just taking it for what it is. Yeah. You know, he felt like he knew he knows he's got a good horse, but he thought, well, coming second in a Group One Derby's pretty good result Absolutely. as well. So he's very, very measured about you know how he how he sort of absorbed just getting beaten by such a bare margin in you know one of the biggest races uh, certainly of his training career. So, guys, um, best thing you saw this week. I mean, we were on this Miracle Mile carnival of miracles flavour. It's you know, we, We've all been swept up in it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm going first, Jess. You're going Just first. wants me to go first. Yeah. Okay, so we don't copycat. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, look, the photos that were doing the rounds on Saturday, Kate and Andy Gath embracing, and then you know, the Turnbull boys, those photos of, of, of AD and Steve and Nathan, and we've just touched on it. For me, what I've loved seeing, and I love about our sport, and it sets, I think, us apart from nearly every other sport, is the familial ties that we have in this sport. The husband and wife training partnerships, like the Randos and the McDowells, the father-daughter, uh, for mem- uh, you know, uh, Tian and, and Glenn McElhenney. Then you got the the Turnbull dynasty and, and and the cousins, you know, the Ricksons and the Turnbulls, and and so it goes. The Fitzpatrick boys, the McCarthys, husband wife, you know, Luke drives Belinda, yeah, Norell and John McCarthy, and the the whole McCarthy clan. I love in our sport how there's so many families. The Jess Watkins, Mick Watkins ownership training partnership it's just something about our sport Paul there's so much family the, the familial feel about it and I think that really sets us apart uh, you know from say the other racing codes for example maybe more so um, than the gallops uh, equally perhaps with the greyhounds so uh, that tends to be a, a family uh, affair but the trots it's something about the family and seeing those photos of the Turnbulls uh, on Saturday and, and Kate and Andy the raw emotion of them having that big embrace that's what I love about our sport and I think that was probably the best thing I saw this week and, and I think everyone then gets swept up in that and everyone's just happy for that victor yeah. having yeah. that moment you can take that even maybe a step further and, and it's the mateships that develop like yeah. most of our leading drivers they are white line fever out there it's go get them and it's every man and yeah, woman absolutely. for themselves out there but 
they are the best of mates and they're partying together. They're doing everything together. I, I love that in our sport too. And you just touch on the photos there. We had Scott Hamilton here from Western Australia taking the Clubman Angle images on Saturday night and in one of the very ones of Better Be The Best where all the connections are embracing here on the lawn – Gemma Hewitt's in the Melissa Hall. Yeah, yeah. It just shows everyone's, so, everyone's that, that whole. You know, I forgot. You know, Robbie and Kerry Ann, yeah, Dave yeah. and Steph, and then you got then you got the next gen. Like you, we just t- talked about the Turnbulls. Yeah, fourth gen Jet is is driving at trials, and it won't be long before we're going to see him out on yep. the track. It's just such an amazing sport for that 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 family feel. Uh, I experienced it uh, on some level seeing my cousin and my uncle and aunt have horses uh, through the, the 70s and 80s. They're out of the horses now, but they had horses that won races at the old Newcastle uh, and Richmond and Penrith. You know, family. It's such a family thing, our sport. Yep, yep. And the best thing for me was this entire weekend from the Yearling Sale Parade on Friday night to the race night here on Saturday, of course, headlined by the Miracle Mile. So the Yearling Sale's on Sunday, I think, Sydney really just becomes electric with a harness racing atmosphere and everyone's out there socialising. Then on Saturday night, everybody's dressed up, enjoying the atmosphere of a race night and just having a good time. Yeah, for me, it's the still on the same theme, but obviously we've produced a lot of content in this show. You know, we've done a lot more content and volume of it, but people have been so open to getting involved, you know, whether it be your Kate Gaths, your Michael Brennan, who was here, and obviously probably had a relatively disappointing campaign for his horse, Penny Tiger, that he wouldn't have got, but he still got in. And, you know, it was amazing to sit there with him and tell his story. All the breeders who've then given up their time to talk about what's coming up at the sales. But then even in the in the stables on Saturday night, being part of a small part of the coverage, how willing everyone was to participate in selling the, the narrative of our sport. You know, Emma Stewart... She was the busiest woman on the planet for the last week, you know, having four horses qualify in an eight-horse miracle mile, and yet she gave up her time, her and Clayton, to be able to be part of the coverage. So everyone got involved in it. The coverage was spectacular, what I saw, you know, obviously little bits and pieces being here on the track, but right here where we're standing today in the, in the studio, the, the um, Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage was spectacular. Well done to everyone involved. All right. So, guys, the racing obviously you know, carried on during during the week in and around the Miracle Mile, believe it or not. Leighton Green had a pretty good day here at Menangle on Tuesday, so he had a double. Freddie, you talked about how strong that last race on the program was. It was Bundoran, you know, a horse that we've seen do well across multiple high-level races, come out here and, and win the last, you know, on a Tuesday. Well, you go, you go back over the last few weeks, you've had, uh, yeah, three weeks ago... Um, we had Elder Orlando win the last race. The next week it was the Black Prince, and then the next week it was Bundura. Now, obviously, those horses were balloted out of races on the Saturday night, given we were in the, the meat and potatoes of the of the carnival, and therefore those races were carried over to, to the Tuesday meeting. But how good is it to have that calibre of horse strutting their stuff on a, on a, on a Tuesday? And, and today's last race, Jess, I'm sure you can't wait. Your yeah. favourite filly, Peaceful, goes around. Yeah, she's back, and that's a really, really impressive national rating up to 60. Of course, Jewel Melody's in there yes, as well. Yes, Jewel Melody, yeah. So oh. it's going to be a great clash there, yeah. the three-year-old fillies. How good's that going to be? Hey, um, how good is it seeing young Jack Chappell come through? Mm. Obviously, he's doing a lot of driving there for Bernie Hewitt. He won a race at Bathurst uh, last week. Um, on a night dominated by the Turnbulls, we see those names pop through a lot. One name that... That was part of that was Emma Turnbull, probably the one of 
the Turnbulls that we don't talk about as often. Well, she went to went to Dubbo on Friday and got a, a double there. We just had Nathan on the show. He had a double at Bathurst on Friday night as well. His horse on deadline, that's five from six now. Won that one by 20 metres. Uh, pretty handy. Uh, one, to, one to keep an eye on uh, going forward. Junie was on. First wins of the year for Trevor Allenby and Nick Hargrave. So great to be able to give these names that we don't talk about a lot a, a bit of a moment on our show because everyone... As we said, Nathan Turnbull's Group 1 win and Kate Gass' Group 1 win means a lot to them, and I'm sure winning the first race of the year for these guys, not popping out and winning a great deal of races, means almost equally as much to these guys. So, well done. Hey, Wagga, there was doubles. So, on a nine-race program, four drivers got doubles. So, Blake Mickleff, Doug Hewitt, Jackson Painting, and David Moran. We must mention, in race three, there was a horrible crash. There was five drivers involved. Uh, so our thoughts really do go out to everyone involved in that. Mor- uh, Morris Johnson um, was at the front of that and, and is, is still recovering uh, from that. Neil Day as well. Blake Jones, Dougie Hewitt escaped okay. Relatively, like, yeah. Yeah, managed to continue on driving. Rodney Coelho, he's done it pretty tough. He's got a broken leg. He's got some busted ribs. How high did he get off the ground? Oh, yeah. It, was, it yeah. was one of those hold your breath moments. Yeah. That was as bad a fall I've seen yeah. uh, for a long time. Yeah, so the good news is, as you said, they were... Well looked after the boys, uh, and uh, our thoughts are with uh, uh, Maury and uh, and Rod as they recover. The other boys, as you said, uh, yeah, on the surface uh, all okay. Horses, importantly, were okay. Being very um, resilient through it all and very upbeat through it all. I know Rodney Coelho is. Um, I know that the boss John Dummis, he gave him a call and, yep. and just to check in on him as he does. He, he he's very good at doing that. The boss and he checked in with him and um, Rodney said, you know, he'll be all right. He'll just he'll get through. So it's funny that that, yeah, that's the word for it. Is you know how stiff up a lip, get on with it, get get better, heal and recover so they can get back out there and do what they love. Exactly. Well, uh, Tamworth raced uh, last week as well. Brad Elder and Gemma Coney both got trebles there. Newcastle raced Friday and Monday. Gee, Will Rickson's going well. Fred, you've you've Mm. talked about him a bit. He had he had a double there on Friday. Jack Calligan did as well. Then Will came out yesterday and had a treble at Newcastle yesterday. So. He's in fine form. He's just gone to another level, I think, yep. Will. I really, you know, he's always been a prodigious talent. He's had the talent as he came through. Uh, I, I guess uh, he followed uh, his sister, uh, Ellen, uh, and then he started driving in races. And, and he's just now to the point where he is really starting to really mix it with the big boys. So when you're talking about your Calligans and your Hearts and your, you know, those sort of young guns that are thereabouts, You've got to start talking about Ricks and Will because he is really to the fore. Yep, absolutely. Um, and getting that medal at the awards, you know, that, that's, that's right. testament to how well he's, he's yeah. gone over the last 12 months, isn't it, Jess? Exactly. The prestigious Clubman Angle Medal, it aims to re- award a young participant that has shown an exemplary performance both on and off the track. And Will is a fitting example of that and a very worthy winner. All right, guys. Well, we've got a busy show and... What I wanted to do was uh, bring in Scotty Adams from the Young Harness Racing Club. G'day, Scotty. G'day, Paul. How are you? Good to have you on the show. You've got Fred and Jess uh, with me Scott. as well. Hi, Scott. G'day, Fred. G'day, Jess. It's Carnival of Cups. Yeah, so we've just come out of the Carnival of Miracles. Carnival of Cups um, continues. Yeah. So there's 25 or so happened around the state over a period of time. We, we've got well, we've got two this Friday, actually. We've got Broken Hills on, and they do a great job, but Young is on as well. That's why I wanted to have a chat to Scott. How's it all shaping up, mate? Mate, the noms are a little bit disappointing at the moment. We've had to extend till tomorrow morning, um, and we've added a couple of extra races on for trainers. So hopefully, 
um, everyone can have a look and throw their horses in. Mate, I'm sure the noms will, noms will get there. What can we expect um, trackside? Because that's, you know, as, as I've said to every club that I've spoken to as we prep for Carnival of Cups, racing's one thing. We get, it, we get our racing people turn up to these events, but these are community events with racing as, a, I guess, a, you know, a centrepiece of it. And that's what I love about what Carnival of Cups represents, that it, it, they are community events and a chance for new people to come along and experience the, the wonderful uh, roadshow that is harness racing. Yeah, we get get a lot of locals or even people travelling that you know don't normally go to the the races. Um, you know, we put on entertainment such as the you know the jumping castles and the free ice cream for kids and a band on for the night. Um, it's you know, it's great entertainment as we all know. It's a great sport, but we just got to try and get it out there, get people to to enjoy it like we do. Scott, you talked about the, the noms, and I mean, we've got the Young Pacers Cup, the three-year-old classic, which I think for memory was formerly just known as uh, as the Derby, and then you've got the Young Oaks. Now, over the years, I know there have been good represent or has been good representation from some of the Sydney stables, and I know uh, even, uh, you know, stables down Goulburn Way, like Brad Hewitt, always patronises the young club really well. Um, the message to get out there, I guess, while we still can, and we'll certainly do it for you today, uh, whilst on Sky Racing, is mentioned that the, the noms have been extended. But can you give us an insight? Is, is the representation from the uh, some of the, the biggest stables around the state there? Yeah, well, in the, the, um, the Pacers Cup, is that's our, that's our feature race, mm. uh, Cordina Racing Young Pacers Cup. Yeah, it's got, um, well, it's got Sydney trainers coming down, Robbie Morris, uh, the Hewitts have got two or three in it. Mm. Um, Jackson Payne, he, he's got bringing one over as well. Cool. And uh, the Turnbull, Turnbulls as well. I know what Fred's doing there, Jess. What? <laughs> this, is, this is double points on he's fancy harness. No, I'm not talking about drivers. I'm asking Fred's Scott about the to, trainers. Jeez, Scott, they think himself. I'm trying to roach you, mate. Yes. What about the weather? It's going to be about 27, <laughs> 27 degrees. Are you two right? 27 <laughs> degrees and perfect weather. I mean, it all augurs well for a, for a really good crowd on hand. No, it should be a great night. The uh, 27 degrees would be just perfect. won't be too... Too warm as we've had a fair bit of warm weather, but 27 degrees, everyone should get out there and have a great night. What about you, mate? You're listed in the fantasy harness racing game, and I'm sure people are people are keeping an eye on um, on your exploits on the track. You're going to get out there, get some points up. Sorry, mate, I missed that. You're going to get out there and get some fantasy harness racing points up on this race meeting. Yeah, not not me this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm too busy trying to get the show off the off the ground. So someone's got to carry the can on the on the admin side of it, and we're in good hands with you, Scotty. And Scott, I see yeah. a great activation on course this Friday night is a five hundred dollar cash raffle with the gold donation going to RDA Young, which is the writing for the Disabled Association. Can you talk to us about a bit of the work that they do in the community of Young? Yeah, the, the RDA they're, they're based on the showground as well, where our track is. Um, we just we like to support them as much as we can to do a great job with the kids through the week. Um, yeah, they they just we just offer them a five hundred dollar cash bonus and whatever they collect is theirs. So you come on on course, pay your gold coin donation, get into the draw for five hundred dollars. Oh, that's brilliant. Hey guys, I got around the state um, 
mid last year and, and met with the young club. They were so impressive when I sat down and met with them. They had a real vision and direction for how they wanted this race mate to go. Now, we just mentioned the crash that happened at Wagga. So Mo Johnson was involved in that. His daughter Talia is part of the organising committee and involved with the young club. She had a – if things happen in threes, I, I, I shudder to think what's next for the – the Johnson family, because Talia had a bit of an accident only like 24 hours or so after that, and she's copped a bit of a concussion, so our thoughts go to her. Obviously, everyone's thinking of, thinking of the Johnson family there, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it was unbelievable after May's fall on Friday, and then Talia thought she was doing the right thing, went out and jogged the horse and had a fall herself, so yeah, our thoughts certainly go out to the Johnson family. I uh, sent her a message yesterday to make sure she was okay. Speaking of fancy harness racing, Talia actually came fourth for the round. I know she, she loves it. She, uh, she gets right into it. and She's struggling all year, and this week she happened to come fourth overall, nearly won Good the job. round. So well done. It would have been a nice little touch if she'd have done that. So, mate, can't wait to, uh, to see how it all un- unravels for you. Um, well, it's not going to unravel. It's going to unfold. It's going to unfold <laughs> <laughs> for, um, for you guys on Friday night. It should be a fantastic event. Uh, Carnival Cups always are, and you guys do a great job there at Young. Yeah, it's going to be a great night on Friday. The Carnival Cups is our feature race night for the for the year, so hopefully everyone can get out there. Absolutely. Good luck. If, if you can, get trackside. If not, you'll see it all on Sky Racing. Thanks for your time, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Cheers. No worries. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Good on you. All right, guys, um, another big, big week of racing ahead. Obviously, you know, when I say big week, it probably pales in comparison to what we've just been through, obviously. But as we said, we've, had, we've got Carnival of Cups and we've got various things going on. Menangle, eight races this afternoon, Fred, and you're back on the, uh, what do you call them, the 1080s? Or the, the 1050s. 1050, 10 by 50, Carl Zeese. Uh, yeah, no, back, uh, back into some normality now. Uh, so uh, I'll be back at... Uh, upstairs today and then Penrith on uh, Thursday here Saturday and off to Goulburn we've got a meeting on Monday see we're making up for lost yeah, time Fred, straight back everywhere. Into yeah Fred the boss has cracked the whip I think it's <laughs> get back to work son yeah <laughs> so uh, eight races this afternoon should be should be yep. good uh, tomorrow's tonight We've got Bathurst Wednesday, Penrith Thursday as Fred just mentioned Newcastle's got a day meeting on Friday so that's a little bit different because we've got the two night meetings Broken Hill Broken Hill will do a fantastic thing every year on their Carnival of Cups night they've got a got um, their major sponsor and and sort of some benevolent people in and around the community who give away a handful of bikes, like 20-something bikes every year, push bikes to kids mm. who Excellent. turn up. Yeah, it's wonderful what they do. It's a really, really Great initiative. Thing. Great community event and they're giving, you know, and so kids are cruising around on push bikes everywhere around Broken Hill. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so they've got that on, on Friday night. So as young as we, as we just heard from Scott and Goulburn's on Monday as, as – Freddie just said he'll be there for that. So, And then we've got seven races on Saturday night, Jess. Yeah, another seven this Saturday night. And, of course, that's headlined by the clubman angle, J.E. Binskin Free For All. And quite a handy field to go around there. I know Cranbourne's in for David Aiken. And also Pete said so, Fred. I know he's a favourite of yours. He is. But the other second highlight is the people's horses back in race number two. Yes. So yeah. hopefully next that's week exciting, when we do mate. the yes. best thing I saw, it'll be uh, the return of heaven on high. Uh, yeah. Tipped out after his win here early October, came back into work in December, had a, a leg issue, thought he didn't want to take any chances, tipped him out again, brought him back in. He ran third in a trial last week behind Better Eclipse. Better Eclipse, Jeez. Miracle Mile mm-hmm. Place Getter and Chariots of Fire winner last year. Uh, beaten about 12 or 13 metres, so beaten a little way, but the horse wasn't uh, overly extended and hopefully from barrier one. 
the people's horse, Heaven on High. That's my highlight. That's exciting, mate. I, I love the I love the joy that this horse brings for you and, and the excitement, yeah. obviously, that we and can see. And all my mates, all my mates. He's already on. predicting his best thing that he saw next week. Well, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> well, I hope yeah. I haven't given myself the mock. Well, I think, <laughs> you know, whether it wins or not, I think it's probably it's just going to be the best thing Freddie's yeah. going to yeah. see yeah. racing, you know, and that's, that's what racing is, isn't it? It's wonderful. Um, yeah, so big week, obviously, and... Uh, yeah, it just continues, doesn't it? <laughs> there's no there's no rest for there's the wicked in this industry, Jess. <laughs> no, there's definitely not. All right. So black bookers, I mean, Freddie's Freddie's already already armed us with heaven on high. No, but no. I don't <laughs> think he's gonna put that pressure on, on no. heaven on high. Where, where are you taking us, mate? The run of Porter Prince in that race on Saturday, won by Sicario, I thought was off the charts. Now we all know Robbie's had a big opinion of this horse. Obviously, obviously had to have a crack at this better grade, which he did on Saturday, and he was an eye-catching run. He flashed home from last to run third off the track. Um, so I, I, he'll, he'll, he's really proving himself to be a horse that'll, I think, work through the grades. He's nemesis. Yeah, well, that, that carousel form. Beat us in the heat, beat us in the final, but it's that carousel form, Jess. We what always you got for come us, back Jess? to it. How have you gone, actually? Yeah, no. We haven't, we haven't talked about how you're. Did someone say KFC? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to head straight to my was, black book. Black booker. Black booker. hot on talking about them last year. <laughs> <laughs> last year, we could. Last year, it was the first thing we'd, that we'd say, hi, Jess, and she'd say, my black book, I won. 50 yeah, to 1, 100 to 1. All right, the text, okay. group's, the text group's gone quiet. Yeah, that's gone quiet. <laughs> Come on, Jess, what do you got for Heading us? Heading back to hashtag Riverina form, oh, which I, I did it. like the inclusion in your call on Saturday night, Fred. But for me, it was last Friday down at Wagga in the last race. I'm Harvey. Spectre for Michael Towers. It went around at odds of $126 and hit the line in a 27-8 last quarter. I don't think it'll be going around at that price mm. again next start, but I'm Harvey Spectre. I'm Harvey Spectre. Well, keep an eye out for that. Let's hope no one's Harvey Norman, no interest. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, you know. All right. So, um, hey, the sales were on on the weekend. We'll, we'll just quickly mention that uh, it was on. There was some good, you know, weather clearance was what they were hoping for. There was still good clearance. There was a, a lot of uh, yearlings went to, went to great homes and, and they're going to be the stars of our, of our racetracks over, you know, in 12 to 18 months' time, Jess. That's, that's what's exciting about the sales. Exactly right, Paul. There were potential Group 1 winners walking around that ring. It was just a matter of trying to find them there on buy? Sunday. I unfortunately went home with none. I was the oh, underbidder on two, so oh, it wasn't no. the best day out, but... A good social but occasion, you'll follow those. You'll follow them, won't you? Exactly. And follow their fortunes, the ones that you're under a bit of That's two. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly I, right. I loved it. They're just lot numbers in a book. Yes. Mm-hmm. The next stage is they're going to get a name or they get, and they get somewhere to go and then they're going to turn into racehorses and then they're going to be punchlines and, you know, expert water cooler opinions for mm-hmm. people. That, it, that progression is so cool and they're gonna, you're going to be calling them. I'll be calling them. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, it's, it's quite, a, quite a journey. Yeah, and, and you never know. It it, it is literally a lottery. You don't know, and that's with any too. Look, well, it does. That's Nathan the, talking about better be the best. Yeah, you know that that's happened. A yearling know, purchase. Exactly, yeah. that's happened in the space of eighteen two years. Eighteen, 18 months, months, two years. Yeah, exactly, and and that's what it can be, and the joy that that horse has has brought to that whole family. So, um, yeah, so well done to everyone who got involved in that, and you know, let, let's hope that there's high success come out of that. Um, hey, if you if you're listening to us. Apologies if you tried to get on the live stream. We had some tech issues with our camera, which <laughs> literally simple explanations. We just couldn't get a picture. You know? <laughs> so, would have heard us, 
but you wouldn't have, yeah so uh, which is good for me because i got a good head for radio yeah. so, so it's just been good for me yep. and we had it all we had a different setup today it was all done differently we're back in the studio so if you try to get on the live stream apologies we'll try and get that sorted for next week because uh, i know that some people really enjoy the you know watching the live stream and, and listening to it live so apologies for that uh big week ahead guys so um Call well, Fred. It's going to be great to Thank hear you, you back yep. on so many race meets over the next uh, Cheers, next week or so. Jess, um, don't put your feet up, but try and <laughs> just come back down from that cloud you've been on and the high work rate you've, you've gone through with the Carnival of Miracles. Yeah, I've got some days off towards the end of the week, which I'm very much looking forward Good to, stuff. but it has been an incredible past few months well in the lead up to the carnival and it definitely all came off on Saturday night. Good stuff. Well, I hope everyone has uh, has had a great week. I hope you have a great week ahead. If you're listening to us, thanks for your thanks for giving us your your listenership and your your ears to to this um something that we love talking about, which is our industry. If you do like our podcast, please don't be shy to give us a, a like, follow, share, tell everyone about it. And most of all, have a look at the at the racing product cuz it is brilliant. We will be back next week with another episode of The Sprint Lane. Bye-bye.